This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Okay, guys, we have seen this only one time, and that is just due to the new alignment in the playoffs. Um, Cleveland and Pittsburgh were the first teams to play each other back-to-back. Um, and I think that with now seven teams, this is a very likely thing we're going to start to see moving forward. But as of right now, this is like an anomaly type of situation um, where you're going to play not only, you know, a team three times in a season, but back to back and a division rival. And again, I already acknowledged that Cleveland and, and Pittsburgh did it a couple of years ago. Um, but the Ravens are now the next recipient of that in which they play the Cincinnati Bengals on the road um, for the third time this season. So it, it's just rivalry has gotten a little testy. Yeah. We heard players coming out uh, from the Bengals saying, well, they were playing, they were, you know, doing some dirty things. And you have the, the Bengals fan base posting videos. And, and, and mind you, I've seen all the videos. I don't see what they see, but you know, Hey, you know, if you want something to be, you'll, you'll make it in your head to be. And the Ravens flock going at it with the Bengals fan base. So, this rivalry is getting <laughs> it, it reminds me of the days when Pittsburgh and Cincinnati were good at the same time and they were going back and forth. You know, the days of Andy Dalton and AJ Green and they had Vontez Burfick, um, you know, and then Ben Roethlisberger and uh, Antonio Brown. It, it's starting to get like that. Um, and it's a, just an, a very interesting situation in terms of what we see in terms of the fan bases communicating with each other on social media. So obviously this is going to have to play into this game, right? I mean, mm. clearly it has, you know, boiled over into the fan bases, but the players are playing up to it too. Now, I, I don't know if you guys heard anything from the Ravens players, because all I'm seeing is content from the Bengals players saying, you know, that they were doing this and doing that. But, but, but when you start looking at the tape, it's very weird to me that they feel this way because I've seen some questionable things that the Bengals had done in that game as well. So it's a, it's a very interesting part of this game and an additional, you know, context to what this rivalry has been renewed to and has become. Yeah. I, I mean, the funny thing is, well, not the funny thing, but I, you know, I we were in the locker room pretty late, uh, waiting for some guys. You know, Ronnie Stanley, we're waiting for him and, and a couple of the other guys. And I could tell you there was some complaints from the Ravens too, just you know, not on the record, but just right. talking, talking amongst themselves. So yeah, that was that was kind of two sided. I, I was a little surprised it became such a big story out of Cincinnati. Um, I mean, you know, I, I think you. I think there was obvious the Ravens defense decided they were going to play physical. 
They're going to play through the whistle. They're going to try to send a message. We're not backing down. We're not going anywhere. They were flying around. I mean, man, was Kyle Hamilton physical. Mm -hmm. I I mean, wow. That's, that was, that was probably his best game. I mean, Roquan Smith, I think we're seeing how great of a player he is every week. He's all over the field. Him and Jamar Chase had a little thing going. It was clear. I don't think, I think the Ravens, there was definitely talk about being physical with these guys. And, and that's what you have to do against a, a high flying offense like that. Um, but some of the stuff is, is so laughable. I, I, I mean, you know, the one play with Roquan bumped uh, Jamar chase in the end zone. You know what that reminded me of? That reminded me of when I was in high school in between periods and I'd be walking down the hall and one of my friends would have his head down and I'd give him a little shoulder in the chest. It's kind of like, just to let him know I'm there. I mean, yeah. are we talking about that as a dirty play? I mean, necessary no extracurricular yes but dirty come on i mean what are we doing here uh even the ball you know like some of the things it just it seems like we're all trying so hard uh to find stuff you know and it looked to me like a, a chippy afc north football game between two teams that don't like each other and two coaches by the way who are not fans of each other and that becomes more and more clear every week um, and I think that's great. Uh, I don't think diving at the knees is good. Uh, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, and, I, but I didn't really see a whole lot of that, that kind of, that's what I view as dirty or late hits or people targeting headshots. I didn't see any of that stuff. I, I mean, maybe I have to go back, watch the state tape, but I did see a chippy spirited divisional game. I expect to see the same Sunday. This is, these are two teams that, that don't like each other. And, and, and I think, well, you know, I, I think the Ravens have had long had this rap reputation as this trash talking, intense kind of renegade kind of outfit, but, I mean, if you think about it, since last year, it's actually the Bengals yeah. most of the talking. I mean, it was the Bengals receivers uh, in the offseason celebrating what they did to the Ravens and Joe Burrow talking about how much he loves to beat the Ravens. And, you know, the it, it just it, it's kind of the it, I think it was uh, Jesse Bates saying we can't wait to send these guys home uh, on Sunday. I mean, most of the talking has been done from the other side, which is kind of interesting, but uh, no harm, no foul to me. I think this is great. I think this is becoming a great rivalry. Uh, I think you got to love it. I think that's one of the reasons, you know, Aaron Rodgers losing is probably the other, but I think it's one of the reasons this game was picked for prime time. Uh, and I, I think you kind of uh, embrace it as long as, you know, we're not celebrating here, people getting hurt and, and, and people diving at knees. That's when it goes overboard. I think what I saw Sunday was just a real spirited, chippy game between two teams that don't like each other. And, and, and that I commend, I think that's great going forward. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, this is, this is AFC North football. I, I took what I saw Sunday is, you know, this is just a good old fashioned division matchup of two teams who understand that, you know, they're in the hunt, they're in the that the second season, which is the playoffs. And especially considering that they knew that they were probably going to be playing each other that next day, it just added more fuel to the fire. And both teams had their issues for their own individual reasons. The Ravens felt like that they were probably snubbed of, of the division of what all went on, uh, the situation in Buffalo and Cincinnati game before. Obviously not what happened in the game, but just the ramifications and how that changed the dynamics as uh, for the Ravens' chances to win the AFC North. And the Bengals, they let it be known that they did not like the idea of the coin toss. They did it in the 
the celebration, which I wasn't surprised about. I'm glad Joe Mixon was able to do it because at least he could kind of, I, 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 at least I think he's the best ce- touchdown celebrator on that team. <laughs> I wasn't mad that it was him that got, got to do it though. But yeah, I mean, they let it be known throughout the week that they didn't like that idea. So I think that both of these teams came in feeling like they're going to let the other team know how they felt about it in between the white lines. And you, you got what you got. Um, the, the Bengals have been talking a lot. You know, like you said, Jeff, they they talked really all offseason. They kept mentioning the Ravens. They talked each time. And, I mean, they gave it to them both times that they played last year. They didn't let up at all. Um, and I'm pretty sure the Ravens let them hear about it earlier in the year after they beat them at MT Bank Stadium. So this is just what you're getting in this rivalry. And football, especially this time of the year, ain't supposed to be nice. You know, I, I don't want to see guys helping each other up off the ground <laughs> and patting each other on the butt, good hit. Nah, I, I want to see guys in each other's faces. And I'm not upset with the Ravens defense for being as physical as they were. That's how you combat that type of speed and athleticism that the Bengals have on their offense. You got to hit them in their mouth and see how they respond. I always say that's the same thing about playing the Dolphins. You want to beat a team that has that much speed? Hit them hard and see how much they're running after that. So, you know, I I thought that the the Ravens came out and they did, while they did lose, they let the Bengals know, like, you know, we are here um, and and we're we're not afraid of you guys. And, yeah, we know that, you know, you're kind of on the ups right now coming off the Super Bowl appearance last year, looking like they could go back to the Super Bowl again this year. You know, they've got the Ravens have a lot of prideful guys on that defensive side of the ball. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure that they were letting the Bengals players know about it. And there were some big hits yeah. laid on laid on these guys and in, in, from both teams. I mean, you had the Chuck the Chuck Clark hit, I think, on Tyler Boyd. You had the Daryl Worley hit on T. Higgins, and then you got Tyus Bowser getting drove out of out of bounds, almost looking like a scene out of Blindside. I mean. <laughs> And Tyus Bowser's a big dude. I mean, Rita, I know you do the show with him weekly. Yeah. And Jeff, I know you've been up close. I mean, he's a big dude. Yeah. And I'm going to ask him about it, too. I, I'm going to ask driven? him about what oh, happened. Uh, yeah. He, to see him driven out of bounds like that, it, it, it was kind of like, okay, this, this is what we're doing out here today. I, I love it. I think it's only going to get ratcheted up even more uh, in the wild card round. But is like just as long as you're keeping it clean, as long as both teams aren't doing anything stupid to penalize themselves and potentially get thrown out the game or something like that. I'm all for it. It's a, it's supposed to be this way. I mean, it, 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 you think back to a lot of the Ravens and Steelers games, it's a lot of that, a lot of talking, a lot of extracurricular activity. And it's crazy to me that one of the guys that, you know, has been in the middle of kind of all of this has been Tyler Linderbaum because coming out of college, one of the knocks, at least I was hearing from some of the national guys is, oh, well, there's worrisome that he doesn't play through the whistle. He doesn't have that nastiness to his game. But I mean, I when I would go back and watch some of his college highlights and we did the off the record with Joe Hortiz and stuff, and he shows some of the highlights of some of their college guys, you could see on film. This is a dude that he will yeah. hunt you out and, and yeah. he's going to find somebody to hit. And really that has got, that is, that mentality has grown for him over the course of the season. Tyler Linderbaum is playing with a ton of confidence and he's kind of taking on that nastiness that you want from your offensive lineman. So I really have no issues with this. I expect Sunday night to be just, a, just as intense 
Um, and I, I think it's going to be a better game. And like I said, the last segment, I, I really think that the Ravens are going to, I, I'm more optimistic about them having a legit chance in this one after what I saw on Sunday. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And you should, right? Because, like, I'm looking at the statistics right now. I mean, the Ravens beat them in total yards, total plays. Um, they beat them in first downs, the time of possession, no rushing. So, this, and, and mind you, they didn't play Mark Andrews. They didn't play Kevin Zeitler. They, they, they played their third string quarterback who they picked up off the practice squad. So you should feel, look, I'm with all the trash talking. Two things I'm not with, the whining. I can't stand that. I can't stand the whining. I think that from the players, I, I don't, I don't like that because like you, you both acknowledge. Both of y'all was being chippy. It mm-hmm. wasn't just one-sided. There's clear evidence that that you, the Bengals, were being chippy as well. So you got to own that. And then, two, you're doing a lot of talking and had a, having a lot of celebrations when you break over this celebrating down. Over-celebrating, When you break this all down, three turnovers is essentially the difference. And also, Jeff, I acknowledge that if the Ravens decide in the first quarter to take the points, take the three, and then one of the guys – catches the touchdown in the two passes that Anthony Brown Brown throws it in the, the, the end zone that were catchable passes, then that's a four point, that's a four point game. And it's very possible that you, you play that game a little differently down the stretch if you're the Ravens. So, you know, uh, it's, it's fun. I enjoy the celebrations, although I think it's very corny to do against the guy that was just on the practice squad a couple of weeks ago. I, it's very corny, but it's also entertaining. I, I'm not yeah. going to lie. The, 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 the one that they did uh, sitting down and acting like they was on a ride, fun. I loved it. I just <laughs> think that, I just think that you're being a little overzealous and you're, you're selling the Ravens short, which is probably why they start, they played the way that they did in that game, because, you know, you're doing an awful lot when you're not playing against their best. And that also includes guys on the other side. Cause you had no Marcus Peters. So I, you know, I, I'm excited about this game for a lot of reasons, um, I think that both teams play into this as well. Not necessarily, it doesn't really feel like Harbaugh does it out loud, but I'm sure he does it behind the scenes and talking to his guys about the Bengals. Oh, there's no doubt that will be a talking point this week. There's yeah. no doubt there'll be stuff on the video board that they have in the meeting room of quotes from the Bengals. As I said, it feels kind of different. I mean, usually the Ravens are the one, and it usually the Ravens are the team kind of known for the bravado and the swagger. And, yeah. and I'm not saying they back down, but it's just not been the the story really there with them. They're not and, a confident group these days. Yeah, and and it just it does it does. You know, it's funny. I, I I think the Bengals are super, and, and like a really good team. In fact, I'm not convinced they're not the best team in the AFC. Same. I, I worry about, you know, for the Bills, I worry about not having Von Miller in crunch yep. time. He's the yep. ultimate He's the ultimate closer. Tredavious White's a stud, but he isn't yep. Tredavious White right now with the knee. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the Chiefs, I mean, 
I mean, that that's defense been a, is cheese. Yeah, and that's been a carry job by Mahomes. At what at what point does he kind of buckle? I, I honestly think Bengals may be the best team. I've I've been saying that for about six weeks. So uh, this isn't taking anything away from them, but they clearly enjoy or put up these perceived slights and they seem to like being that team, you know, whether it was Wink Martindale last year, or was it Justin Reed earlier this year, or Tom Brady saying they have a pretty good defense and that becoming a slight. Um, And now I'm sure it's going to be something else, but I mean, I don't know. It's just kind of, it's fun because they seem to be the one doing most of the talking in a lot of this, which is kind of makes it interesting. I think it's going to be a really fun game Sunday. Um, I do. I I think, um, you know, the Ravens really have to take advantage of the Bengals offensive line. Uh, it's Alex Kappa, who according to people in Cincinnati has been their best all around offensive lineman. Uh, it would be a surprise if he plays. You know the right tackle, Collins, isn't playing. Yeah. Um, Ravens have to win. You know, a lot of times playoff football is one up front. Ravens have to dominate on both fronts. If they dominate on both fronts, um, you know, I think they have a decent shot. I mean, I'm not going to pick them, I don't think. It's still a little early in the week. I want to see if Lamar Jackson uh, plays. Uh, I still worry about the Ravens not being able to score enough points. I don't know how you can can you know, not worry about that. But um, I don't think the Ravens are afraid of this matchup one bit. And in fact, how the John Harbaugh approached that game Sunday tells me they were completely content with coming back to Cincinnati a week later. Yeah, two quick things. Uh, one, I, I do agree that the Bengals are kind of playing this psychological game all year to where they're trying to hype themselves up or always make it out to feel like, They've been disrespected. They were saying a lot about that's what George has been doing uh, all year during the national championship as well, kind of just psyching themselves out to to feel like they have this chip on their shoulder. But I feel like a part of it with Cincinnati is that they've stunk for so long that, you know, these new guys are here and they're just like, man, we, you know, for for years, Cincinnati's been the, the laughing stock of the league and that's changing now. And I think that they are really trying to – remind everybody every opportunity they get that this is not the same old Bengals that we've been watching over the last couple of years. And they're going to show you on the field and they're going to let you hear about it uh, as well. The other thing is really, you were talking about the Ravens and just out, just the numbers and how the Ravens on the stat sheet uh, um, looks like they outplayed the Bengals. A lot of factors in that, obviously just according to game flow, but one thing to really, that caught that really caught my eye. You look at the second half where the Bengals only scored three points. Yep. They were over seven on third downs in yep. that in the second half. I mean, there, it was clearly something that the Ravens had going that the Bengals just could not shake. They could not sustain drives. They couldn't get uh, the yards they needed on those money third downs. And if the Ravens are going to be able to have that type of success, especially on third downs, you, I mean, you'll be in the game against anybody. Obviously. It's all going to boil down to how much can they score. Yeah. Is Harbs going to get to the point to where he is taking the three? Or is he going to still try to go for the touchdowns? And I've been on each side of the aisle, depending on the situation, as far as these aggressive uh, going forward on fourth downs, taking the field goals. The one common thing has been the poor play calling on these fourth downs. They they have The play calling has been treacherous 
uh, in some of these third and short or fourth and short situations. I don't think the issue for me has been more so the decision to go for it. It's been the play call that they decide to go with that just ends up stinking. I mean, they ran that basic uh, halfback dive on the fourth fourth down call the other day against Cincinnati, and it's just like, I, I mean, anybody could see that coming. It's just, it's just some of their play calls are just head scratchers at best. They got to clean up the play calling, not only on fourth and short situations, but in the red zone in general, they've got to get over this hump in the red zone and start scoring touchdowns. They have been able to sustain drives and get down there. They're just coming up short because they're either going for it on fourth downs and not getting it or turning it over or if they do choose to do so, sometimes they'll settle for the three, but it, in, it ends up being minute because they can't get the touchdowns to kind of go along with a couple of field goals that they do settle for. So it'll all both. I mean, it's, it's kind of ABCs, but can the Ravens outscore Cincinnati? That's really what it's going to boil down to. Yeah. And I think that the defense will have a lot to, to, to do with that. Um, as long as the Ravens don't find a way to turn it over the way that they did um, last Sunday. So I don't know who starting quarterback is going to be. Uh, but if it's Anthony Brown, I'm praying that the spirit of Willie Beeman comes down yeah. and takes over him and, and helps this young man will his way to uh, an unprecedented uh, win against Cincinnati in the playoffs. We'll find out to be determined. Jeff, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Um, this was really great talking to you. And um, please let everyone know uh, where they can find your work. Well, yeah, I've enjoyed it, guys. Thanks so much for including me. Um, I'm at the Athletic. I've actually been on a, um, you know, in a like basically an 11 week parental leave here. And while you know, I've still been covering the team, trying to, uh, you know, I've gone to most of the games, but I haven't been able to go out during the week. Uh, but uh, you know, I'll be out there this week. I'm looking forward to it. Planning to write a little more this week for obvious reasons, and uh, should be an exciting, uh, exciting week. I mean. Uh, Thursday is the 10-year anniversary of the Mile High Miracle. So uh, we'll see what that brings. The Ravens could use some magic here. Lamar Jackson could use some magic with that knee here going forward. So uh, it should be fun. I mean, the Ravens, obviously, this is a, a flawed team in a lot of ways, but there's a lot of teams that wish they were in their situation right now. So uh, you have to enjoy these playoff games. Like Pittsburgh. <laughs> Had nah. to put that in there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you again so much for joining us. Thanks, this was yeah. just a great conversation Thanks, to guys. have. Thanks, everyone, for listening. So from Cordell to me, this is Winning Drive. <laughs>